You definitely get that wake-up call when you're like sitting down on the you know toilet in the morning, clipping your fingernails, getting ready to go to work, and you know you peer down into the trash can that you're clipping your clippings into, and you see a couple of pregnancy tests in there, and you go, "Oh, okay, this is really <laughs> this is really happening." Wow! I thought that was going somewhere else. I thought that was going somewhere else. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stats in the pocket, whole squad, fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, and new father. Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookson is back. We are the West Coast Gamblers, the only gambling show that makes you money. And we are here for the Open Championship at Royal St. George's in Sandwich, England. But before we get there, before we get to our lovely guest, Amanda Rose, to give us help on where we're going to put our money this weekend, before we get to talking about the Euros and my Italian side lifting the trophy, Drew... Congratulations! You have a you have a son. But you're not. Hold on. You're not the only Italian on this podcast. For the record, our our side Moving lifting on. the Drew, trophy. Our side. Congratulations on your half-ass Italians winning the Euro Cup and me having a son. Same difference. It doesn't really matter. Um, but guys, thank you so much. Uh, they say life changes when you have a kid, and uh, I'm here to tell you. I'm living testimony of that. Uh, I just was telling the fellas right before we got recording. I had to change a diaper. I uh, never thought I'd be doing that about 18 months ago. But, um, yeah, little the young, mighty Colt is healthy. He's growing at a rapid pace, and uh, he's a great kid, man. I don't see too much resemblance in him uh, from <laughs> his father right now. However, I will say he has three things he shares in common with his dad. Oh, no. Um, he's, he's pissed when he's hungry. He does not like to shit his pants, and he's a fan of my uh, wife's breast. So, uh, so far, he's definitely my child. That's good. He's back. He's back. Nothing folks. to say Shape to that. The That's sharp great. Is here. And I mean, you can tell Dangles that he's had a kid for the past 16 days because there's some like rings under his eyes. He's wearing the hat because I'm sure all the sides are gray now. It's it's getting to him already. I'm weathered. I mean, here and the guys, things change. Like this random shit happens to you when you have a kid. For example, um, I lost my wallet for like two days. Didn't know where it is. Had no idea. Um, and like I cared, but not to the level like I should have. Like. I guess it'll turn up. And it did right before we recorded. I, I found it. I just, it was somewhere randomly under my bed. Um, super. I mean, just weird. But my, man, guys, uh, can't recommend it enough. At one point, here's a tip. Shave of the Sharp uh, 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 life hack. Uh, parent with someone that you can get along with. Because I can't imagine uh, trying to raise a child with someone you don't get along with. Probably not good. So you see a lot of that person. I feel like that's a lesson that, unfortunately, you 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 got to try and figure out, like, you know, before you have the kid. Good thing. Good yeah. thing that you guys do get probably. along, because uh, if you figure it out after you have the kid, you're um, you're probably shit out of luck. Well, uh, and angles, you know, we, me and you had that private conversation, you know, about, you know, maybe. Well, I'm not sure if this is on record, but maybe down the line, you know, I, I, I'm here. I'm here for all the tips you need, buddy. I, I appreciate it. No, I, I think it is. I think it is. I've, and I've even gotten clearance from my wife that we're we are we are actively trying. 
We don't know. Oh, we're not like we're not like wow. we're not making it. You know, trying to make it happen right away. But uh, it, it's in the process, and uh, you know, you definitely get that wake up call when you're like sitting down on the you know toilet in the morning, clipping your fingernails, getting ready to go to work, and you know you peer down into the trash can that you're clipping your clippings into, and you see a couple of pregnancy tests in there, and you go, oh, okay, this is really <laughs> this is really happening. Wow. I thought that was going somewhere else. I thought that was going somewhere else. Dangles for the future. I just want to say. Uh, Anthony D'Angelo Antonio has a hell of a ring to it. Just saying. That's my dad's name. It's a great name. <laughs> and it's also, and it's not junior. only is it my dad's name, it's also my nephew's name, my brother's son. So I'm pretty oh. sure we've exhausted the Anthony D'Angelo Antonio, uh, unfortunately. My grandfather's name was Victor. I don't know, I don't know that, uh, Strong I don't know name that we're going to go, I don't know if that we're going to go with that for the first name, maybe a middle name. I'm not sure if I'm at liberty to share the names that we've discussed yet because i know there's some superstition <laughs> surrounding like giving baby names before you actually yeah. have the kids so i'm gonna withhold uh the names that ali and i have, have, have my wife ali and i have sort of tentatively settled on um uh, but i will say we're definitely victor is a strong uh consideration uh for my father victor bear Beringer. well well let's my move on now to say. the reason why our listeners are here and that's to try and make some money because dangles going back to you my friend uh, you had a very profitable Euro 2020. Oh, if you're yes, following me. If you're Italy, following Italy me, raised, you're making Italy money. Italy raised the trophy, but uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is your Golden Boot winner. Thank you, D'Angelo Antonio, for that hit. Drew gave a couple of hits as well. And if we're talking about majors in golf, we're doing pretty damn well in the first three that we did. We all made money on the Masters. We all made money on the PGA Championship. You two idiots didn't do too well in the U.S. Open, but your boy hit his nationality pick for the U.S. Open. It's time now for the Open Championship. Drew, this is your sport. You brought the world of golf to this podcast. You're very excited to dive in. Before we get to our guest, how are you feeling about the upcoming championship? I'm feeling great. So, so to align with you know paternity leave, guys, you get to watch the Scottish Open all of it uh, at the wee hours in the morning. So I was actually to do some major prep with my own eyes. And, uh, so, you know, usually the normal prep that goes into this, you know, you're reading the articles, you're doing the work, you're listening to your, you know, uh, affiliate podcast, if you will. But I actually got to see uh, with my eyes the Scottish Open. Great track over there. And I got some nuggets I think you boys will find very, very interesting. I can't wait to see what Amanda Rose from Action Network has to say. But I, I literally feel, guys, this is the, this is the truth. I feel like the players is probably the hardest tournament to, to handicap. Uh, the Masters, U.S. Open, PGA, it's all kind of come and go. I think the British Open. Oh, my God. I said British Open. I can't say it. I'm sorry. Don't <laughs> hang me for treason. It's called the Open. It's called the Open. We, we can't offend anyone. It's called the Open. It's not the British Open. It's the Open. However, I think the Open is one of the best majors to handicap from a standpoint of experience matters, current form matters, and uh, the golf course that they play specifically matters yeah so i cannot wait to dive into this i'm excited i'm very excited i i'm hoping to hit three uh four straight nationality bets for all the majors dangles how are you feeling heading into this we you you had a little bit off on the u.s open but the I masters did not. PGA, I, I you think, did well i think your record and my record of the u.s open are, are a little bit uh different here because i'm looking at my bet sheet from the u.s open and i went three and two in the u.s open so i i made money it looks to me like on the u.s open uh, i'm feeling i'm feeling you didn't great. know your brooks Ticket one, so that was kind of uh, you're 
you know. A win. Uh, to, but, quote, hey. to quote Coach, a great Syracuse legend, Coach Don McPherson, a win is a win is a win is a win. Don't care how you get there. Correct. I feel very good about the British Open going in here. I'm feeling great after cashing in that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo top goal scorer at uh, Euro. That was a plus 1,300 bet. Feeling great Huge. about that. Huge money that on nice that. Dangles. Also got to take home my Brinks truck bet from uh, the July 1st, Friday 5, Novak Djokovic. How about it? Winning true. Wimbledon at minus 167. That was a straight gimme right there. I mean, it's yep. minus money, sure, but you can't you can't get more automatic than Novak Djokovic. So I got some fun some fun bets here for the Open, uh, and I'm looking forward to this tournament at uh, what uh, should be an unpredictable course at Royal St. George. The link style, all the, the rolls and undulations of the course that create these weird bounces. It's going to be an interesting tournament. you got to be good at every facet of the game to win on this course. And guys, I feel like we buried the lead here. Uh, how about later on in the show, we've got Action Network golf analyst Amanda Rose joining us to help us handicap the Open. Oh, I can't wait. Later on the show, it's coming up right now, my guy. She, she's in the waiting room. We're waiting to go. Amanda Rose is coming up right after the break. The Open Championship. We're going to give our bets after the interview with Amanda Rose. It's all about the Open Championship. I can't wait to get into it. And then after that, who knows what the world takes us the olympics the nfl it's a whole new world we're a hot gambling show and we're heading into the fourth major coming up next west 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 coast gamblers have you ever wanted to know how to win a formula one grand prix i mean really know know about the driver tactics from the cockpit the strategy calls from the pit wall and even the mind games in the paddock There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix, dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato, and I'll catch you after the chicken flag. Our next guest continues the great West Coast gamblers tradition of having people call in from some of the worst towns on the East Coast, representing (laughs) Philadelphia. This former Gator now is a golf analyst for The Action Network. She can be found on Twitter at AmandaGolf59. She is a two handicap and apparently loves to go kayaking in the mornings. Please welcome to the show for the first time ever, a guest with any other name would not sound as sweet as Amanda Rose. Welcome to the show, Amanda. Tony, that was the greatest intro <laughs> I have ever gotten. Like, first you insulted me, so naturally I like yes. you. That's an Amanda move. Then you just continued to say, God fucking knows what. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. We have oh, the yeah. we have the black and white explicit <laughs> oh, warning on the front of our podcast. It's all good. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I mean, that was amazing. That was so great. Philly is terrible. Um, I actually am a, I'm from a Philly suburb, and I'm basically Delaware. So gotcha. I just say Philly because if I say Delaware, people are like, either say wait what yeah. or they say something from that show what was it the 
with with the guys Wayne and whatever. I don't know. Wayne's World. Oh, Wayne's World. Yeah, yeah. they make yeah. a Delaware. Yeah, they make yeah. a Delaware. Hi, we're in Delaware. I'm I'm happy yeah. you appreciate the intro. I'm happy you rep Philly. You are one of the first Philly guests we've had on this show. You have to have a nice. flavor of each of those East Coast towns on the show. And the only rule we have when it comes to swearing is after the fact you must apologize to Drew's mom because she hates it when we cuss on this show. But other than that, <gasps> yeah. you're no. good to go. So oh, yeah, sorry, so Mrs. Just, yeah. I'm so sorry, but Drew's mom will be happy to know that we have the same sleep schedule. So maybe that'll make <laughs> her life We can go get early bird special together at 4 p.m. Perfect. Um, and I should, I should I correct you, Tony. She's not the first Philadelphian we've had on the show. I think that was Joe Lenardi. So, Very so, true. so not not uh, not 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 that I'm suggesting you have big shoes to fill. Very true. And Amanda, First somehow gator, though. I, I was pushing I was pushing Tony to try to incorporate a, a tweet that I recently read from you that you, sometimes you like to sip on some vodka and, and read Golfer's Digest from 08 and 09 <laughs> in your spare time. But somehow that didn't make the final cut. But I just wanted to say uh, me and you are alike in that matter. Yo, I'm such a golf nerd. Like I uh, my most wait like, stop right there stop right there stop right there amanda why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself Go. <laughs> well i'm a i'm a golf nerd but i uh yeah i'm a golf nerd started out uh i played competitively growing up and then got injured before college and was like you know what i'm just gonna have fun in college i needed to kind of separate myself from golf and took about four years and graduated and realized golf didn't define my self-worth, which is crazy. My looks do now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so after that, I then, you know, I, I started playing golf again and, and it's been good. And I'm like a two handicap now, but so one of my like friends from growing up, we were both the new kids in kindergarten. I went to prep school. So the new kids, it's a big deal. Yep. You know, when you're one of fucking 30 kids in the grade, you know, it's everyone knows everyone. So we, uh, this kid, Logan and I, we were both new in kindergarten. Our moms both had babies. Like they were born in 2000. So our brothers, um, grew up together. Logan and I grew up together, graduated from high school together and everything. So he's the one I kayak with. We're going on Friday morning. <laughs> um, I was like, we need to go really early though. Cause the, the opens on and that comes on really early. Yes, so like Logan will get texts from me at 6am and I'm like, yeah, boy, are you ready to go? And he's like, I hate you so much. Like I was going to sleep for another hour. And like, I'll show up with coffee. I'm like, let's go bitches. <laughs> that sounds like the next CBS sitcom coming at 8pm on yeah. Tuesdays. I love it. That's fantastic. Exactly. So when it comes to the open though, it's not the British open. It is the open championship at the Royal St. George's in Sandwich, England. I can't wait to watch it. We're going to be waking up very early on the West Coast to be watching some of these rounds here. But as you see it, how does this course differ itself from other uh, uh, open championships or like the Masters, say, Augusta? What's different about this course in particular? Yeah, so I was actually at Portrush. That was my first and I guess only since then um, open. And I remember I said to myself, like, I'm never going to miss an open again. And then COVID was like, <laughs> hold my beer. So, um, yeah, so obviously I'm not there. So I'm very sad, but I'll be at St. Andrews. I'll make sure I'm at St. Andrews. Yeah. So I um, St. George's is, is different than Portrush. It's, um, it's a lot tighter. You got to drive the ball really straight you look at the guy the last five winners of the tournament i mean they're they only hit it i think in four fairway bunkers or ben curtis and darren clark only hit in four fairway bunk or four greenside bunkers each wow. or max or something to that effect so it's you got to hit it straight you got to just stay away from the bunkers you got to you got to be a good ball striker here and i feel like that's with every single open and especially this week like the weather looks like it's going to be pretty good who knows it could change on the you know whatever right. the expression about a dime but it you know it, it it's it's going to be really interesting the scoring could be really low this year or it could not be very low but i think it'll be weather dependent but it, this is definitely a different course because there really is 
wasn't a horse for this course. You know, Darren Clark, Ben Curtis, uh, Greg Norman, and Buck Reynolds. Like, I know I'm missing someone there in the 80s, but it's like, it's just a really eclectic group of winners. Right. And it's really hard to say like, this golfer does, you know, so-and-so, but it's like, okay, Ben Curtis won at 300 to one. Darren Clark won at 150 to one. Crazy. It's it's hard to figure it out. It's crazy numbers. Amanda. Eh? Well, sorry, Drew, but as you said, you gotta in order to win on this course, you gotta be able to drive it strong and drive it straight. So, guy like Bryson, who's sitting there, he just mm-hmm. played in the match, and he he was driving worse than Aaron Rodgers, his partner, did. So, a guy like Bryson mm-hmm. is that gonna be a struggle for him for a guy that might drive it a million miles, but it might be a little right or left, and to hit it out of that rough is gonna be more difficult than your regular rough, correct? Yeah, I I think. Bryson will definitely have an advantage this week. If he's not taking irons off the tees, I'm going to be kind of shocked. Like there really is no reason for him to hit driver. Cause when you play these courses, the ball just goes like when I was over in port rush, I played at a course um, in Corain. It spelled Collarin, but they pronounce it Corain. It there. was, um, it was, it was an awesome course. I had such a great time, but I mean, I would hit a drive and I'm like, this is perfect. It's, you know, 250 down the center in it. And we would lose it in a burn that was 310, you know, yards away because it just goes, they go forever. So I don't think he really needs to hit driver. He's a good enough ball striker that doesn't need to hit driver this week. As Drew would say, he's a premium ball striker. Premium ball striker. We're a premium ball striking uh, podcast, Amanda Rose. Uh, I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you, do you get a sense from the players that this isn't their favorite stop. I was reading a quote from Brooks today, and uh, I'm going to quote him here. Quite a few blind tee shots, kind of hidden to nothing. Fairways are quite undulating. I don't know. It's not my favorite of the rotation, put it that way. Do you get a sense from the players that this is, I mean, Royal St. Andrews, the birthplace of golf, um, is just like such an iconic uh, stop for the rotation of the Opens. And obviously with all these COVID protocols uh, that are well-documented, um, do you just get a sense of the enthusiasm from the players this week? Is this more like all business or is it, you know, is it more kind of iffy? We've seen a lot of guys uh, withdraw for various reasons. Yeah. So this week is so different. Like when you go over to an open, you're in that town, right? This little teeny tiny coastal golf town that really isn't meant to have all these people there, but everyone's there and everyone kind of goes to the same bars and the same restaurants and hangs out. And it's like, you know, you get to hang out with your golf family, right? So it's cool. Like that's one of the fun things. You can't do that this year. The guys are in this bubble. Like, you know, the European tour has been in a bubble all season. So it's really not that big of a deal, but um, yeah, the guys really can't do a lot. I remember I was at the travelers two weeks ago and there were some of the top names were saying me like, I don't know if I'm going to play in the event. And I was like, you're going to play like stop. But, um, and, and none of those big names that said they weren't going to play though. They're all still in the field as of, as of now, as of Tuesday night. So, um, I think they're just being a little dramatic, but I don't know, maybe Brooks or the other guys, they might not like this course. This isn't a course that we see a ton. Like we did see it twice in a seven or eight year period, um, in 2003 and 2011, but it's not, this isn't like, uh, a St. Anne's or um, a Muirfield village where it has this like incredible history. It does. It really does. But it's just, it's not as recognizable of a course on the open Rota as like, like the other ones are. 
And I think our friend uh, Lee Westwood said it best, too. Uh, I call him our friend like we have a relationship with him, but uh, he just seems like a nice guy. Um, uh, Westwood said it best when I was reading his quote saying, you know, this this tournament specifically, uh, it's easy to get unlucky. You'll hit a tee shot that'll find a fairway pot bunker. You'll hit a great shot that'll get on the wrong side of a ridge Mm -hmm. and roll 100 feet down from the pin. So a key in this tournament specifically is going to be keeping your head, making your bogey and kind of moving on and kind of treading water. Would you tend to agree with that assessment? Yeah, I agree. And I think that the weather this week is going to help them do that. Like we're going to see 10, 15 mile an hour winds. We're not seeing this craziness. So you look at 81 when, when Buck Reynolds won, I think Jack Nicholas shot like 83 in the first round. He got this huge, you know, applause uh, the next day. And it was like, yeah, they're probably just happy that he even showed up again, you know? <laughs> so it, 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 it's, you know, like Lee Westwood said, you got to hit it in the right spot. Cause you can fall off in the bat in the bad places and stuff. And, and I think the weather this week is definitely, not going to hurt the players as much as it has in the past here. Um, so I think it'll kind of level out the, the course and the scoring that way. So it might be a little bit easier than we're used to seeing, but I, I could be completely wrong. We, I haven't seen a single shot played at this course this year, so I could be totally wrong. There's always something with these like seaside, you know, UK courses, I feel like where, it's, you know, you're, you know, a lot of the courses, it's like, you have to kind of wonder, um, is the golfer playing against the course or is the golfer playing against themselves? Like who are they really trying yeah. to beat here? I think this is definitely a course where you could, you could see them and uh, see this end up being a tournament where they're fighting. Cause as you mentioned, these undulating, hills you can get really unlucky you could hit a great looking tee shot and then it bounces off of a hill and ends up you know off the course or in a bunker or something um you know it it can get really nasty really fast and the wind can pick up like that yeah and you guys do remember when when dj i don't remember what hole it was i guess it was the back nine on sunday and he just hit that it was like a two iron or some iron he just fanned it right and over a a wall or something i haven't watched that round since then but i just remember thinking like dang things can really turn quickly here and that was like a self-inflicted wound too it wasn't like wind picked up or he hit us like the head of a something that you know i guess they don't really have sprinklers there but like it's 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 crazy like there's things that can change so quickly in this game especially at an open course like like you said the matt like the wind comes up so quickly and i think that'll be an interesting thing i mean we're watching the guys playing the practice rounds this week in shorts like i'm sorry is this the mayakoba or is this the open (laughs) where people are like wearing sweats and having like hand warmers i can't wait to watch it unfold i'm pumped about it but let's start to get to where we're making money on this because it's very fun to watch it it's very fun to enjoy it and hear the the breeze go and take a little nap around the seventh hole that's all fun and good we're trying to win some money on this show so I ask you, Amanda, as our expert, as our guest here to try and guide us along the way, are there any particular bets you like, maybe a, a, a first-day winner bet or a make-miss cut bet, anything along the lines before we even get to the weekend that you like to make us money early? Yeah, uh, I love, love, love Bryson to miss the cut at 275. That was on DraftKings. Yes! You like that yes, one, Matt? I've yeah, got it on my right. list. I'm, I've yeah. got it on my, I feel bad I, for him now. I've got Everyone it on my list. I'm fading Bryson hard. Wait. I'm fading, bro. We talked about this. Remember, remember the quote. Remember the quote after the U.S. Open. He shot a 44 down the back nine. He was like, "I don't <laughs> care. I've won it already." Are you fucking kidding me? Like this guy's in the worst form, and he's already a liability if he doesn't start. You know, if he doesn't drive the ball well, he's he's not a great putter. If he doesn't drive the ball well, he's already a liability. I'm fading Bryson so hard. <laughs> so I'm so glad to hear you are on the miss the cut Bryson and, train because I have that on my bet slip for today. And guys, guys, it. and gal, I'll, I'll say guys and gal. What are we talking about with Bryson? If you saw his uh, big splash with his new caddy video, you would automatically fade that. That, that guy was is, so 
stupid. He's trying. He's trying so damn I, hard. His duct tape. His duct tape thing. Here's duct tape, Tom. You nerd. I mean, he's just. I mean, like Amanda. If that guy bumps into you at a at a bar in Gainesville, I mean, are you just running a four four out that door immediately? I mean, you come know what? On. He actually would kind of fit in in Gainesville because Gainesville's <laughs> full of a bunch of nerds. Like UF was all the valid Victorians and salutatorians. At, in high school that all like learned how to pump iron in college and started doing alcohol yes and then they became cool like you know if bryson did the alcohol maybe he'd be cool no i'm just kidding but like he would actually fit in pretty well in gainesville he might actually i take that back he might be a little too dumb to go to uf but okay. like I don't know. I don't know if he'd keep up quite. I don't know. We'll a little see. humble yeah. brag there by Amanda Rose. But am, am I the <laughs> only one here that's starting to feel a little bit bad for Bryson? I feel like the whole world's ganging yeah, up on the guy. He's an easy to pick on a guy. I mean, and Brooks is just a kind of a bully. Like, I do feel 100%. bad for Bryson at this point. Like, anything bad I say about Bryson, like, I would say it to his face. Like, if he ever <laughs> confronted me about it, I'd be like, yeah, you're being a whiny little brat. Like, yes, I did say this. and I did say that. But, like, I would tell him, like, I don't think you're a bad guy. I just think you're easy to make fun he's one and oh in the match it's all i gotta say but bryson to miss the cut <laughs> is your bet at plus 275 on DraftKings. i like that bet as well because i think this is a mental course as much as anything and i think one thing goes wrong for this guy and he's off the uh, off the rocker is there anything else you like in that world for the before we even get to the weekend in the bet world yeah i also like uh louis Eustazen, first round leader but i uh, but I, I would also um consider xander uh matt fitz and Lucas or Her uh, Herbert for those. Ooh. So I would not, yeah. So I would keep an eye on those guys for first round leader bets. Matthew Fitzpatrick is a very hot name coming into this tournament. As I was poking around, uh, looking yeah. at some numbers before this, he, he seems to be a favorite among a lot of golf sharps going into this tournament. Yeah, he, I've been, I mean, I've been riding his tail since January. Like, I mean, I've been betting him and he, he cashed for a few first round leader bets or at least one, I, I think in the, winter or early spring and he's just been so good and like last week i i had some money on him and he did exactly what i expected him to do so i think going into this week at a similar course having just you know finished tied for second um after losing in a playoff i, I think it's gonna be a really good week for him i heard Amanda, you say my guy xander too and i don't know if i can bet xander i think i've bet him every major thus far this year and he just hasn't <laughs> yeah, clicked same. for me yet he's the net xander's gonna win one of the next 12 like not <laughs> that's even what next i'm thinking 12, too one of the next eight People were saying so, that about Tony Finau, and that still hasn't happened. I have never said that about Tony Finau. I mean, not, I've seen not Tony you Finau necessarily. Play. I'm saying people oh. being me. I I keep coming back here going, when the fuck is Tony Finau going to win? When the fuck is Tony Finau going to win? Tony, you got to bet top I'm 10 or top 5, top 10, top 20. You cash. You just can't bet him to win. That's Thank right. you very That's much. Right. You're giving away a bet I have for later on in this show. What do you got, Drew? <laughs> I was going to say, Amanda, this first time uh, I got eyes on Lucas Herbert. Uh, on the Scottish Open, and my God, I mean, he literally outplayed Rom. I know Rom didn't play well on Sunday, but I came away very, very impressed uh, with his game. Now, you said first round leader. Are you gonna are you gonna try to parlay that into a couple top thirty or top forty, top thirty bets with him as well? I might. Um, I do have him here for top twenty later, so I would definitely take him um, for some other stuff. But look, Lucas Herbert has been so good. I think he he started playing really well in twenty twenty in January at the Dubai Omega desert classic or whatever and um since then he's just kind of been on a tear he's been playing a lot in the u.s he's been playing really well and last week i had money on him and and he he played well and the week before i had money on him and he won so um he's definitely a guy for people that want to sound smart in golf you need to start betting him yeah like, 
follow my european like tail start tailing my euro guys and then you'll you'll look smart okay uh, and, and also you gotta say air bear air bear i love that it's herbert because it he's australian I, so, I, know, I know i know so what you're saying is i shouldn't just throw a dart at the list of names and say that's my guy going forward right i mean you could there are a lot of long shots that have won this tournament yeah. 2009 2010 2011 125 to 1 200 to 1 150 to don't 1 hate so. don't hate it don't hate it tell for... me that didn't tell me tell me that didn't work for you though in the u.s open when you threw a dart on on guido maglia that was whatever, no dart Otzi. sir that was <laughs> that was no dart sir when the guy was a little no bit dart. of a dart when the guys guido and his little guido. Daddy are very near and dear to my heart i love them both very much they are good so friends do and i, I they're amazing. Guido has a and seat was... at the Sunday family dinner table whenever he wants. But <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. People in, in the Connecticut, because it was his first event, and I was standing there talking to him and um, his caddy Tigre, and a bunch of people came up and were like, Guido, hey, we love Guido. Love and I'm like, and he's like, but do you speak Italian? And they're like, no. And he's like, then you're not Italian. I love him. I love him. When he took down the Molinari brothers, it was the highlight of my summer. Uh, but first... I want to go to a, a bet that I've been looking at, and I'm kind of questioning the number that's there, and I want to know if, if I'm right on this. But back when Darren Clark won the Open at this course, only four players hit under par for the whole entire tournament. DraftKings right now has the line for 14.5 as the number players over or under par. Am I an idiot for thinking the under's a lock here at minus 110? 14.5 seems like a lot of people on a tough course to try and hit under par. I don't think you're an idiot. I... <sighs> I, I don't think Thank it's you. a lock. <laughs> There's a copy out there, there. though. <laughs> I mean, I, I would definitely put money on it. I think it's it's fair. I mean, I think the weather this year is just different. Like, I right. think the weather is really going to be a factor. If the weather is exactly how it looks right now, I think easily more than 14 guys. But then again, yeah, actually, I like the under. The more I think about it, I do kind of like the under. I'm not going to say it's a lock, but I do kind of like it. It's also something you don't want to be rooting for, technically. Like, you kind of want these guys to do well, especially on Sunday. So you kind of don't want all these dudes, unless his name is Ian Poulter, you're kind of rooting for them to do well. Um, but oh, anything. Oh, I like him. Oh, uh, Ian, Ian's one of my least favorite guys. He rubs a lot of people the wrong way, I know. Uh, I have but him so to miss I, the so cut. So. Every, every, every major, I have him to miss the cut, whether he's even in the tournament or not. But, Drew, <laughs> do you have any questions before we move on to who's going to win this whole thing? Amanda, I just want to know, uh, I'm a big fan of the, my sweet spot on the show is kind of those top 30, top 40, top 20 bets that just a little above uh, plus money. I don't get too greedy. I don't usually uh, venture into the top 10s, top 5s. Exactly. So give me your, let, let's hear what you got. Run through a couple of them for us and see if you can point us in the right direction. So two top, or excuse me, the three top 20s I really like are going to be Herbert, Guido, and Detri. All right, Guido. Herbert. Plus 335, Guido's plus 450, and Detri's plus 400. Now, those are really good odds on three guys that are playing incredibly freaking well. I mean, Detri has, I think, three runner-up finishes in the last 11 months on the European Tour. Um, so I, I think he's going to have a great week. Top 30s. Now, one of these you're going to laugh at because the player – because of the player. And then the other one you're going to laugh at because of the player. The first one is Aaron Rye. You're going to laugh at because he uses iron covers and he doesn't really have any sense of humor. Um, <laughs> he's plus 300 for a top 30 finished. Great money on him or great value on him. And another one I have like a gut feeling is Henrik Stenson Ooh. plus 400 for top 30. Now don't, you know, don't put your college tuition, your kid's college tuition foot on it. But I just have a feeling about Stenson. Like if you look at his whole career, even when he was world number one, even when he was winning everything or winning things, he would go top 50, miscut, 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 third, miscut, 
10th missed cut. Like he would just have these really erratic tournaments. So right now it's kind of not that crazy to think that he might just have a little spark of something. He has surprised me more than once this season. So I kind of like him um, at that. And the last random thing I'm going to give you is uh, Matt Wallace, GB and I top five finisher at plus 320. Oh, I like that. For our listeners that may be dumb, a.k.a. me, GBNI means... Great Britain and Ireland. That's what I thought. Yes. Thank you very You're much. You're welcome. And Amanda, before before you give out your winner, I got I to gotta, I gotta make this about myself very quickly. Uh, the, the, <laughs> it's very uncommon for the guys, uh, for me to, to, to make it about myself in this podcast. However, yeah, you've never done this before. This I'm, is weird. <laughs> I'm, I'm in a one-and-done pool. I'm in second place with a partner. However... I've penciled in. I penciled in for this week, Brooks. But I have Brooks. I have Pat Reed. I have Louis Oosthuizen, and I have Dustin Johnson available. You have to pick one golfer. Who are you picking this week? Louis. Ooh, I like it, Amanda. Just no hesitation. I mean, he has two runner-up finishes no this year. The only yeah, tournament that I he like didn't runner-up finish it was the Masters, and he finished like twenty-sixth, which was you know so horrible. But. I mean, he's just been a stalwart in these major championships as of late. And I just, I'm not going to fade him until he gives me a reason to. I love it. I love the no hesitation. Excellent. 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 Drew, can we move forward to more public bets? Please. Or do you have any more Drew specific? <laughs> do you have any other, <laughs> other golf super contests? Does your mom need any bets while we're at well, it? Or? I was going to ask her, you know, as a two handicap, what's one thing that you can tell like a seven, eight handicap to improve? I'm just kidding. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> all right amanda before we let you go and again we thank you for coming on the show at at amanda golf 59 on twitter action network golf analyst let's get down to the nitty-gritty who's winning this thing so the three guys well the two guys i really like are going to be xander and louie but i could also see john rom winning yeah now i know hindsight bias is a thing but he played great in scotland last week on his in his first start since winning the open coming to a similar golf course a link style course spaniards have historically played well at these courses they flight the ball low they have great hands around the greens so i like john rom i don't like to take the outright but i do like john rom love it love it john rom Xander, I mean, could this be it? Louis Wiesthausen. God, good Lord, could this be it? I love Louis. I love Louis. I love the no hesitation, Amanda, and the one and done. Well, the three of us are going to be giving our bets, and we have a whole slate of them after the break here. But first, I want to thank you, Amanda Rose, for coming on the West Coast Gamblers. It was a blast talking to you, and I can't wait to watch the Open after you get the kayaking workout in. Well, thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun. I'll send you guys some kayaking pictures we saw a beaver last time or last week so is that all they have in pennsylvania or beavers no we have beavers and then sometimes when it rains like the snakes will come out and i'm like get the hell away from me but then we have minks and like um there's a lot of cool stuff i love where i live we have deer and it's awesome it's i'm happy you place. do i'm gonna hang out with the sea oh, lions bald eagle Oh, that's oh, cool. okay. Oh, that's the most American thing ever on July fourth, yeah. like on July second. But Logan that's gotta and, be an and then over the horizon comes this bald eagle carrying a fish in its talons and is wow. like, Ca-ca! it was crazy. That's way as intimidating than a snake coming at you like this. Like the snake, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If that's not a sign to bet on an American to win the Open this weekend, then I don't well, know that what was, is. That was like two weekends ago or a weekend ago. Oh, well, yeah. still, let's carry it over. Yeah, it, it carries over. It's, it's a yeah, carryover effect for absolutely. sure. But again, absolutely. Amanda, thank you for coming on the show and sharing that bald eagle story. I wish you <laughs> luck on your Open bets and our listeners on the Open bets. But after this, guys, it's time to break down for the three hosts. Where are we going for the Open? Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Gamblers. 
Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age, you're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you. And we are back. Tony Cavallo, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Schaefer the Sand Trap, Drew Schaefer Crookston, the West Coast Gamblers. It's time to give out our bets for the final major of the year, the Open Championship. We've been doing well on these uh, major shows. We've been making money every step of the way. It's time to do it again. And just like I asked Amanda earlier on in our interview, which, by the way, she was awesome. I'm so happy she was a part of the show. Um, But I want to start out with bets that happen before the weekend occurs. Does you guys have anything in that world? Make miss the cut, maybe first-round leader, second-round leader, anything you got before the weekend to start making money before the work week ends. Dangles is nodding his head. Yeah, let's get it started, because I already tipped this one in our interview with Amanda Rose. My Brinks truck bet for this week. We're coming right whoa, out of the gate hard. Whoa. Brinks truck bet for the week, coming out hard, and I'm so glad she brought it up. Bryson DeChambeau to miss the cut. She got a better number than I did, plus 275. I found it at plus 225. She probably got it earlier in the week than I did. His current form is just bad, guys. He missed the cut at the Rocket Mortgage Classic, and then he has the meltdown at the end of the U.S. Open. Shoots a 77 in the final route, including a 44 on the back nine, after which he basically said he didn't care that he played like shit because he's already won that tournament. That he is not he the would have missed the cut in of Montana man, if he didn't have Aaron Rodgers on his team. That is not the mindset of a man who is out there to win a tournament I don't think he's coming into this tournament with the right uh, uh, the right mindset at all. Bryson DeChambeau to miss the cut. Um, I would run with Amanda Rose's number at plus 275 if you can find it. That's before the weekend, and that is my Brinks truck bet for the Open Championship. Love it. Love it. Drew, before I go to you, I want to give out I have one bet before the weekend as well. Dangles had someone to miss the cut. I have someone to make the cut because, again, it's all about storylines when you get to these majors. And this guy, I could not... I could not fathom the storyline I was reading for this man. His name is Nicholas Poppleton. Yes, I said Poppleton. He is a native Brit. He is 27 years old. God, you know what he does so, on the weekends? Like he dr- del- he drives delivery for grocery stores to little old ladies. He drops off their groceries. He is a European tour golfer. He had to miss all of last year because of COVID. His wife was a nurse working in those pop-up hospitals in the middle of England. He had to help his wife, support his wife, put the golf clubs in the garage and wait. But now... He is playing in the Open Championship, his first major. He had a practice round with Phil Mickelson. This man is more locked in and ready to go. He's been living in a COVID bubble for two years. This is going to be 
his entrance into the world of golf. I called Guido before. I'm calling Nicholas Poppleton to make the cut. I think this is the story heading into the weekend about how this nobody, this nobody, this delivery driver has made the cut at the Open Championship, plus 450 to make the cut. That's the only big money bet I'm giving out this weekend, but I just I can't give up the storyline. Poppleton make the cut. Drew, what do you got? Uh, in the words of Dangles, I am going to trail his bet and dear Amanda Rose. Uh, <laughs> trail away. I'm trailing away. Uh, DeChambeau to miss the cut. I love that. I was thinking about it. Uh, the fact that Amanda Rose, and I got to say, Dangles, uh, given his history in these golf tournaments, I like that he likes that. I'm with you on that, buddy. So I'm going to I'm gonna be on that too. However, you can do a lot with $20 in this world. You know, you can buy whatever you want, but you know what's fun? Take $20, split it four ways into $5. $5 four ways, a four-pack of first-round leader bets that Schaefer the Sand Trap has yet to hit, but I'm feeling it this week. So <laughs> my first one, 50-1, to one, Daniel Berger has an early morning tea time. I'm going to take him at 50-1 first-round leader. I'm also going to take two 65-1 to one guys, Christian Bezenhut and Sergio Garcia, the Spaniard himself, at 65-1 to one, the first-round leader. And look, I actually looked at the metrics in this guy's first-round statistics. They 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 matched up. He's 131, and he happened. His first name happens to be my son's middle name. You damn well know I'm going to put five bucks on Rafael Cabrera Bayo, 130 to one first round leader. That's Schaefer the Sand Traps first round four pack. All right, let's move on past the weekend. We've made the cuts. We've missed the cuts. Let's move into prop land. Okay, I have one. It's a matchup prop, and I, I, it's tailing or trailing the DeChambeau stuff that you guys have going on. But Patrick Cantlay, who's always around in the top 20, he's always feisty, he's always feeling himself. He's in a matchup against Bryson DeChambeau on DraftKings where it's minus 110 to take Cantlay over DeChambeau. If you don't think Bryson's making the cut, this is a guarantee for you. Cantlay's making the cut. So Patrick Cantlay over Bryson DeChambeau in the matchup bet at minus 110. I love that bet. I also, this would be the time we're doing nationality bets. I'm saving my nationality bet for the end of the show because I have my whole entire reputation at stake on this nationality bet to go four for four in the four majors. So I'll save it for the end. But do you guys have any prop bets? For the weekend. I do. I do have one. Uh, I am going to... Uh, now, look, I, I'm a little bit hesitant about this after I got just absolutely lambasted uh, in the in the Euro uh, tournament with my own goals bet that was uh, under three and a half. And boy, did I miss... If you're going to miss Dangles, miss big. And boy, did I miss big on that own goals. But now yeah. I will say there it was, was there was Dangles. some precedent. There was some precedent there, though, wasn't there, Tony? Like the there amount was, of own goals that happened had never happened before not in only, that tournament. Not only it, there were more own goals in this Euro tournament than any of the Euro tournaments combined. So, yeah, if again, and I've said this before on this show, if that's how I'm going to, and I think this is a good mindset to have for any better, novice or expert, if that's a bet I'm going to lose that way, okay. Like, if I'm going to lose to something happening for the first time in history, that's fine. Uh, so I'm a little dodgy about prop bets, but I'm going to try one here. I'm going to go no on hole-in-one plus 120. A now, no? Yes is a no on a hole-in-one oh, at no, plus Drew. 120. Now, yes is the favorite. There were two aces last time the Open was played at Royal St. George uh, in 2011. I believe Tom Watson hit one on the 174-yard six-hole, and DJ had one on the 162-yard 16th hole. So I think that's why people are hot on this, because it's happened before. Uh, but we also have, over the last three Open tournaments, there's only been one uh, and that was Emiliano Grillo at, at Royal Portrush, which we heard Amanda uh, uh, talking about uh, 
earlier, uh, and that was in 2019. However, we talked about the weather on this course. We talked about, um, you know, how it could get dodgy out there if the wind picks up. Guys, this is the hardest thing to do in the game of golf. On a course like this, I don't feel terrible about about fading a hole-in-one. So I'm going to go no holes-in-one this weekend at Royal St. George, plus 120. That's tough. That's tough. Drew, do you have any props? I'm going to play two matchups, guys. And and uh, with your theme of fading Bryson, uh, Tony, and, uh, and missing the cut, uh, Dangles, I'm right there with you. I'm going to take... Um, Terrell Hatton, who's a popular pick at minus 120, is actually favored here to beat DeChambeau in the four-round 72-hole match. Love this bet. So I'm going to take a minus 120 on Terrell Hatton to beat DeChambeau, and I'm going to flip that back around. I'm going to take an even money bet. Our boy in majors, you know he's going to show up. He's not well-liked. Fat Pat, you know he's going to show up. You know he's going to be there. He's going to be grinding. I'm going to take him in a matchup with... Uh, to beat Victor Hovland. I think Victor Hovland is very feast or famine this week. And this is the one stat I'll tell you guys. I told you experience matters in this tournament. The last 10 winners of this tournament have placed in the top 10 in at least one previous Open Championship. And the average age of the winner the last 10 years, 35 years old. We get Patrick Reed, a top 10 player at even money in any matchup against kind of an unproven Hovland uh, who's going, well, not I should say unproven, but definitely feast or famine. I love that matchup. Uh, give me Fat Pat over Hovland at even money. That's perfect because that takes us right into uh, our next slate of bets, which it's time for Drew's favorite T40, T30, T20. It's time to say where these guys are going to land before we give out our winners. And uh, Schaefer, I assume one of these is the back of the Brinks truck bet for old Sand Trap because that's what he likes to do. But I'll go through mine first. Patrick Reed's on there, folks. All right, I got four to give out. The first one is a T30. This is a guy who's uh, he's hurt me before, but I really think he's coming to form, and I think he has a chance to hit T30 on this. Uh, that's Abraham Answer, plus 115 at T30. I got two T20 bets. I already talked about Patrick Cantlay. I really think he does well right here. T20 is plus 145, and Patrick Reed is also T20, plus 145. I love Fat Pat. And the T10 is tough. Because I had Brooks here at plus 160. If you look at all the stats of Brooks and Majors, he just does well every time. Like, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason to it. He just always performs at a major. But, but, the way Amanda Rose talked about Xander, it made me go back to my Xander bet. I'm taking Xander top 10 at plus 160. I just think he's going to be there. He's always around the cup, and I think, I don't know if he's going to take it home, but I think Xander top 10 is a guarantee plus 160. Dangles, you got any top 20, top 30, anything around there? I've got a top 10 I can throw out there. Um, I'm going to go with Rory McIlroy to finish in the top 10 at plus 160. He's got four top fives in his last five open appearances. Got the home field advantage being on a, a, a European course, something he's a little bit more uh, familiar with. And I think his style of play fits the uh, fits the course well. He's been playing decently lately. So plus 160, not bad not bad money for Rory McIlroy in, uh, to finish in the top 10. Again, four top fives in his last five open appearances. So I like him in the top 10 this week. Shea for the sharp. Yes, sir. So my top 40, top 30, top 20 is going to be English theme, fellas. Or sorry, (laughs) European theme. This is the open. (laughs) So we are going with all Euros for this. Guys, remember the story in the U.S. Open? Who was the weekend leader in 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 the U.S. Open, I should say? 
a guy named Richard Bland. He won the British Masters. He oh, was the, yeah. He was the 36-hole leader uh, before he blew up. And then he, he died. He, he died. But, however, he, he, he's, he's, rose, he's rose again, just like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And right now, and in the Scottish Open last week, guess who was creeping in the top of the leaderboard? Richard Bland, this guy wow. with the theme of just kind of Phil Wynn and all. He's a 48-year-old guy. He's got a great swing. His swing doesn't buckle under pressure uh, in Europe, I should say. Top 40, Richard Bland plus 250. I'm riding this one. I love this bet. Richard Bland plus 250. Let's go back to our boy Diamond Dave Esler. What did he give out in the U.S. Open? Lee Westwood to make the cut. I love that. I also like him to be a top 30 here. I'm going Lee Westwood, top 30 at plus 150. I'm going to tail Miss Amanda Rose and give a top 20 to Justin Air Bear at plus 350. And this is one I got to fit in tone for my four pack. Your boy, I know you don't like him, but I'll tell you what, he shot a 63 on Sunday. It's in his native homeland. I got to do it. Ian Poulter, top 30 plus 225. I like that bet a lot. I hope you're wrong, but hey, if we if you're going to make our listeners money, that's all that matters in the end. Let's move on to winners. Drew, I haven't heard you back up the Brinkstruck bet yet, so I'm kind of wondering where is it coming from, but let's talk about who's going to win this whole thing. Dangles, I'll let you go first. Do you have any winners? I don't have a winner, but I am going to tail one of my own bets, uh, well, types of bets from the last golf tournament we did, and I'm going to pick another former top former winner, and this to me, seems like a no-brainer. Louis Oosthuizen, plus 350, top former winner. He's got runner-up finishes at the PGA Championship and the U.S. recently, uh, U.S. Open. He's in top form right now, maybe the best putter that there is on the tour, and every other facet of his game is very solid. He's playing as well as anybody on the PGA Tour right now, uh, and I, I love him to be the top former winner of this tournament at plus 350. It's a better number than betting him in the top five or the top 10. Yeah. You can make more money that way, much better value. I like it. I like it. Before we move on to Drew, I'll give out uh, who I got winning this thing. Scotty Scheffler, 50 to 1. I just like those odds for that man. I think he's better than those odds say he is. Colin Morikawa at 25 to 1. I think he's dangling near the top. And I'm going to double down on old Xander. I think this could be his chance at 18 to 1. Before you go, Drew, I'm going to back up my brink truck with my nationalities bet again. Three for three on nationality bets in the majors, trying to make it four for four. And Drew, I need you to pay attention to this specifically because this does not make sense to me. I'm going to Austria. Not Australia, Austria. Mm -hmm. Top Austrian. We have Bernd Weisberger as the favorite at minus 200. This is on DraftKings. We have Matthias Schwab at plus 160. Now, what makes me think Matthias Schwab can beat Weisberger at these numbers? Look at the top 30 odds for the tournament. Matt Schwab, Matthias Schwab, excuse me, is plus 115 to finish in the top 30. Bernd Weisberger, who's minus 200 to beat Schwab, he's plus 350 to get in the top 30. Those two numbers don't match. The vast difference between the two makes me think that Schwab has a better chance at plus 160 than the odds are giving him. Give me Matthias Schwab as the best Austrian. Austrian, I say. Schwab, Schwab, Schwab. That's my nationality pick, and I'm backing up the Brinks truck on top of it. Shea for the Sharp, who do you have winning this thing? Okay, so that's interesting, Tony. That's very, very interesting. So for my outrights, 
you know, I really try to stay away from the top five of the odds board. As you know, I just don't think the value is there. I think it's way better to play the first 36 holes, kind of see where everyone settles and attack on the weekend. However, I did see this number and I don't think it's priced correctly. As you said, Tony, with your back of the Brinks truck bet, it's a guy named Justin Thomas, and he's one of the very few players in the world when he's on, no one can beat him. And I say that about John Rahm, maybe Brooks, maybe DJ, but Justin Thomas looked great last week in the Scottish Open. He has lower odds than Dustin Johnson, Xander Schauffele, Roy McIlroy, Brooks, Jordan Spieth, and John Rahm. I think we're getting insane value here at 20 to 1. So I'm going to sprinkle something on Justin Thomas to win the Open Championship and also. Schaefer, before you move on, I just got to say, me and you have put a lot of money privately on Justin Thomas in little tournaments we've played, and he's fucked us every time. Sorry, Mrs. Crookston. What makes you think this weekend is the weekend to continue betting on Justin Thomas? Uh, a little a little insider information here, guys. He does not post, uh, doesn't post about his game on social media unless he's playing well. And he actually posted on social saying he had a great week in Scotland. His game's close. I think he went over there with a purpose to prep for this tournament. Had a great showing. Really played well. I mean, you saw him. You saw him top. Of, you saw him top a three wood on his first shot on Saturday. He laughed about it. He almost hit his dad with an Aaron shot. Seems in really good spirits. And I, I and and I think I I think this tournament is he, 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 he fights the ball so well. His trajectory, he can move it left to right. He can move it right to left. Um, I, I just think the value here is too good for to pass up on JT. Uh, another guy, Tone, who has been kind to us in the past, who, again, mm. I think he's kind of under the radar because no one's talking about him because he hasn't played not in the best form. But how about Cam Smith at 60 to mm. 1? 60 to Cam 1. Smith. But, I mean, he again, he's, he's, he's a – He's a caliber player that can win this tournament. He's a great putter. There's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong yeah. with betting on really really good putters, as we learned from Diamond Dave Vessler when he was on. You can always always feel better about betting on a guy when he is good on the green. Absolutely. So g- give me him at sixty to one. And boys, I know I just gave out an Australian and an American, but it wouldn't be back up the Brink Struck bet because that's a little sprinkle. It wouldn't be a back up the Brink Struck bet if Shaver the Sand Trap didn't mix it up. My back up the Brink Struck bet is. Four, in the Open Championship, a European to hoist the Claret Jug, whether it be John Rahm, whether it be Royal McIlroy, whether it be Louis Oosthuizen, I hope not Victor Hovland, but maybe Terrell Hatton. Louis Oosthuizen is South African, (laughs) so he will not be uh, helping you win that bet. Take two. I've been a dad for 16 days. I'm sounding like dangles. Take two. Here we go. My backup to Brinkstruck bet is for a European – to host the Claret Jug, whether it be John Rahm. Hoist. Hoist. It's also hoist. Hoist. Roy McElroy. Because then they host it at their house because they're giving it to him, but first they hoist it. Paul Casey, Terrell Hatton, <laughs> Tommy Fleetwood, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Hoisting and hosting. It's staying home in Sandwich, England. A European to host the Open Championship, which is already doing, and hoist the Claret Jug on Sunday. Even money. Back up the Brinks truck. Trump? Jesus Christ. Back up the Brinks truck. The Euro is going to win. I got to go change my son's diaper. That's fantastic. That's fantastic stuff. And that is it for the Open Championship Podcast for Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, for Dad of the Year, Drew Schaefer, Crookston. My name is Tony Cavallo, and the real question is, 
can Matthias Schwab join the Mount Rushmore of Martin Laird, Shane Lowry, and Guido Migliazzi? Only time will tell. Thank you, Amanda Rose, for joining the podcast. I cannot wait to watch this tournament. It's the final major of the year, and we will be back with some Olympic coverage in the future. It only happens once every four years, and we got to cover it. We got to bet on it, but that's coming in the future. Thank you for listening. Oh, and we're a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.